0: Welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me is Court Winsett.
1: Hello, Katie.
0: And Cameron Spann. Just over
1: here guessing people's weight and barking at the Yak Woman. What? (laughs) My favorite quote from a Christmas vacation. (laughs) I'll play it a little later on.
0: Okay. So we kind of teased this in a previous episode where we went on a rampage talking about how much we love the movie Christmas Vacation. And and yes, we are a financial podcast, but sometimes we got to have a little fun. Okay. I got to put a warning out there. Um, we are talking about Christmas Vacation. There is some language because we are being authentic. We're saying the actual lines from the movie. So if little ears are around, oh, I'm sorry. It's
1: spicy. If you're driving your minivan around and your little kid's in the backseat, be careful.
0: Just turn it off. <laughs> So this episode is dedicated towards what I would consider a very, very, very great Christmas movie, A Christmas Vacation, National Lampoons. Y'all excited? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: This is actually a recent favorite for me. Isn't that interesting?
0: Yeah, because didn't you say Abby had never seen this until last year?
1: Yeah, so my first time seeing it is pretty recently. Like, what was that? Two or three years ago, we rented out the theater and our staff watched. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was your that first time? That was my time? first time. Oh, my. I, but listen, it's not like that was my first experience with family vacation. When I was young, I'd seen European vacation. I'd seen Vegas vacation. Have you ever seen National <laughs> Lampoon's vacation? I, I've seen the original, okay, okay. yes.
2: So, that was the last one to check off and I've been obsessed ever since. Yeah, I mean, I've been watching this movie as as a favorite Christmas movie my whole life. <laughs> me too. I mean, not necessarily my whole life, but for quite a good chunk of my life.
0: Oh yeah, me too. So, it's it Chris- came
2: out in 89. So, I guess I was like 16 when it came out. We were one. one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that makes you feel old, doesn't it?
2: <laughs> there is nothing about my existence here that makes me feel young. <laughs>
0: So it's Christmas time, and the Griswolds are preparing for a family seasonal celebration. But things never run smoothly for Clark, his wife Ellen, and their two kids. Clark's continual bad luck is worsened by his obnoxious family guests. But he manages to keep going, knowing that his Christmas bonus is due soon. Dum dum
1: dum. This is one of those movies that is just chock full
2: of stressful situations. Yeah, I mean, and as a matter See. of fact, it it's- lends
0: itself pretty well
2: to a list of financial. Mistakes that Clark made. So, this we are going to tie in some financial elements here in this (laughs) podcast, but we're not going to start with the financial stuff. Save the good part to the end.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, no, we can pepper it throughout this whole thing. It's, I mean, before this episode, I was looking up quotes because I actually went to a Christmas party last weekend and they had a cardboard stand up of Clark and I like, of course, had to take a selfie with Clark, but I was trying to find a quote to put with my post and yeah, there's just so many. And I was
1: talking with Nicole this morning about this outline. She helps us put these together and she said maybe a couple of weeks ago, she went to a pop-up Christmas vacation bar in Nashville Oh, and she showed wow. me some pictures. It looked awesome, but they had a $50 drink. Oh, gosh. No. It was in a squirrel, like, porcelain <laughs> cup.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. But the, we do have a list. mugs. We, we have, have so list. many
2: lists. We have. It's a, it's a list show. But this is the official list? This is the list.
0: Festive facts about Christmas vacation. So, okay, one of two Christmas movies released in 1989. The other was Prancer, and that has uh, Johnny Galecki was Rusty starred in both. Which Johnny Galecki, that's Big Bang.
2: Yeah, very. yeah, he, played, he He grew which, up to play Leonard. Which
0: blew my mind when I finally realized it, because I've been, I'm like you, Court, I've been watching this my whole life. I mean, I don't know that I was watching it at two or three, mm. but I feel like my whole life I've been watching it. Yeah. And it's one of those, I never realized that Rusty. Was Leonard. Yeah. Like, what?
2: Just does not look the same to me, but
0: no.
1: Second interesting fact, the movie had a huge budget, particularly for a comedy. A $27 million budget, to be exact, but it had no trouble making its budget back. The film's final domestic gross was more than $70 million. Mm.
0: The budget probably had to be so big because they kept destroying so much stuff, and if you screwed up the take, you gotta... Well, that something else.
2: giant cast. I mean, yeah. a huge number of actors. Lots uh, of different
0: scenery. It wasn't just yeah. like at the house. Yeah,
2: so I could see it being expensive. But on the flip side, you hear about Home Alone. The first one had a micro budget. Mm. I mean, tiny. Okay, number three. Cousin Eddie is based on a real guy. Quaid borrowed many of Cousin Eddie's mamor- mannerisms from a guy he knew growing <laughs> up in Texas. Most notably, his tendency toward tongue clicking. What is tongue clicking? That, that, oh, (laughs) this
0: Everybody's going to turn this off.
2: (laughs) Can I play a clip real quick?
0: Let's do it. It's
1: the quote I I did at the very beginning. This is when uh, Cousin Eddie and Clark are catching up once Cousin Eddie is officially staying at their house.
0: Yeah, I got the daughter in the
2: clinic getting cured off the wild turkey. And the older boy, bless his soul, is preparing for his career. College? Carnival gotta be proud oh yeah yeah last season he was a pixie dust spreader on a tilted world he thinks that maybe next year he'll be guessing people's waiter barking for the yak woman <laughs> <laughs> guessing people's waiter barking for the yak oh, woman gosh
0: i mean that's there's <sighs> just so many great lines from this movie i guess we should have said at the beginning spoiler if you've never seen this but is this movie really a spoiler at this I, point no i think
1: there's you can jump so in wherever much. and get a good laugh in
0: Okay, uh, next fun little fact, Eddie's son Rocky doesn't speak in the film.
1: Oh yeah, the
2: little redneck kid.
0: He doesn't speak in the film, but neither does the little girl. Because that was a whole big deal is that she doesn't talk.
2: Doesn't she end up saying something? She, she does end up talking at yeah, some point. Yeah,
0: but and I guess-
2: Rocky like never talks.
0: But the big, what I'm saying is like, yeah, he never talks, but that's not the focus. The focus mm-hmm. was that she wasn't talking anymore. And then I think it was a big deal when she does talk. Kind of like Jay and Silent Bob, when Mm -hmm. Silent Bob finally says something.
1: Yeah, because at the end she wants presents and she's in the kitchen and Clark is there. Isn't he dreaming of the pool and the girl out front and she interrupts him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's like, we can't afford presents. And he's like. Does he tell her Santa's real? Do you remember?
0: I don't. I think he does. I think he talks to her about Santa and explains to her how she should believe in it. And because I think she says, Uncle Clark or whatever, it's not real. And that's right. Yeah. And he debunks her very wrong theory.
1: Interesting fact Aunt Bethany is Betty Boop. Did yeah. you guys know this? I did not know it, but I'm, I'm thrilled. Christmas Vacation marked the final film of Mae Questel, yes. who began her career as the voice of Betty Boop in 1931.
0: That This just <laughs> makes me love her so much more, because I, I was a huge Betty Boop fan when I was younger. And Aunt Bethany, of course, Cam, you must have had no idea what the hell I was wearing when if you, the first time you saw this movie was when we ran out of the theater, because I had the old lady like shirt on, and I had the pillbox hat. Lady, Katie, Katie,
1: you know I never question your outfits. <laughs> I'm never going to question it, even if
2: I have no idea what it is uh, mirroring, you know?
0: <laughs> and Bethany's fabulous.
2: Cousin Catherine has a Looney Tunes connection, so cousin Catherine being Eddie's wife. Um, Miriam Flynn, who played Eddie's adoring wife in four vacation pictures, voiced Taz's mother on the animated Warner Brothers series, Tazmania. She's also lent her vocal talents to the Land Before Time franchise and voiced Ma. The elderly sheep in Babe. That's so awesome.
0: That's so fun that we've got two people now that have been like voices on shows, which tells you like they really going with the budget. They were really getting the comedic people to be a part of this.
1: And the open opening title sequence of the movie is animated uh-huh. with Santa. So yeah. it all makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay, an earthquake struck while filming the movie. At the same time, the production film filmed the arrival of Uncle Lewis and Aunt Bethany at the Griswold home. A minor earthquake struck. The camera shakes slightly as a result of it. As Bethany walks to the front door, I'm gonna have to go back and I'm gonna watch have this to watch
2: now.
0: That, yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, of course, when they're coming in with the the cat, <laughs> and the Jello mold. does your cat eat Jello?
1: Mr. Shirley, aka Clark's boss, is Bill Murray's
2: brother. Makes, I didn't know that.
0: Uh, I now I'm picturing him. I can see that. Give me anyone. Anyone. Boom goal.
2: Chevy Chase suffered a hand injury during filming when during that scene where he's basically going medieval on the uh, Santa Claus because he can't get the lights to light up. He uh he apparently broke his pinky finger while he was uh while he was fighting the Santa. So
0: <laughs> I mean, that doesn't shock me that there was injuries because he did some like when he was sledding and the santa and the lot. i mean yeah so many things to help chase nail the expletive field tirade his fellow actors wore cue cards <laughs> As Beverly explained, this particular scene was blocked in a way that would allow each of us to have around our necks a piece of rope that was attached to a big cue card. The rant was divided into sections so that he could go all the way through from the beginning to the end without a chance of forgetting his lines. If you watch it, you can see him. His eyes go from character to character as he's going on in the speech because we've got the lines there. (laughs)
1: and the final fun fact about that movie the movie begins with an animated santa sequence which we just talked about after the search for the perfect christmas tree and putting up the christmas light scenes the movie starts being told in the style of an advent calendar starting with december 14 through december 24 and i do love that about the movie it always cuts to the little advent calendar and the little door opening yeah
0: that's very fun. I mean, from a film perspective, like they did a really cool job of like showing the story and then adding in different things like that. Okay, the top 15 funniest scenes. Mm, this oh. could
2: be fodder for some fights. Yeah. If my favorite Let's scenes see. don't make it. Why
0: don't you start, Court?
2: Okay, the first scene listed is the search for the perfect Christmas tree. Amidst the collective chorus of their off-pitch festive songs, Clark doesn't seem to realize when he's about to run into a logging truck. <laughs> And by the last whisker on Santa's beard, manages to slide right under it, freeing the car from <laughs> under the logging truck entails almost running into a snow plow before soaring off the highway and into the snow-soaked wilderness. I mean, it is the perfect way to start that movie off.
0: he's just so calm, and then he's just like, uh, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And the
1: station wagon ramps off the snow and lands in the Christmas you know, tree And field. then he's like, oh, I'm yeah. here.
0: And then the daughter freezes to death pretty much. Like she can't feel anything above her waist. And yeah. Okay. Cousin Eddie's arrival. Clark has tried to plan the perfect Christmas. One of the worst things that could ever happen to him is Cousin Eddie parking his RV in front of his house, which are blocking his beautiful light display, which follows by highly amusing scenes where Eddie introduces various family members based off of their physical ailments.
2: <laughs> so, of course, <laughs> it's difficult to paint a picture, but this is this is one of my favorite scenes because they're all standing out in front of the house with the lights all gloriously lit uh-huh. up and everybody's saying, Clark, it's so beautiful. And then he turns and looks and Cousin Eddie's standing there and he goes... Eddie?
0: Eddie?
2: Yep. <laughs> yeah, Eddie compliments him,
1: and he's like, thank you, thank you. And he keeps staring, and he's like, hang on, Eddie? <laughs> Who's here? Eddie?
0: <laughs> and that was not a very attractive RV. It, ugh, it no, was pretty yeah. gross. Looking. It, was, it was
2: gross.
1: Third funniest scene, kiss my ass, kiss his ass. Clark <laughs> is mocking the way corporate America often puts up a front of sincerity, but doesn't really care about the little guy, a theme which will return in a much bigger way at the end of the film.
2: Hmm, I don't remember this scene.
1: What? It's it's when all the uh, when the
0: executives mm-hmm. are all coming out, and Clark and his buddy are standing there talking about the holidays and their bonuses, and they're like all oh, like it's the marching in music, mm. and then he's like saying "Happy shaking Holidays," happy, shaking hot hands, and then he's like. Kiss my ass, kiss his ass, kiss her ass, <laughs> yeah. like goes through. And it's obviously from a financial perspective, don't say that to your senior authority in your business. That's probably not going to end well. You will respect my. But thoughts, yeah, or... it is kind of a nod towards the hierarchy and how some people feel like they're little peons and stuff like that. <laughs> Pussycat
2: suck a When the cat is released from its confinement, it naturally plays with the baubles on the tree, eats a few needles, and presumes to infiltrate the branches like it's on a covert mission to (laughs) mess with the tree big time. When Clark goes to plug the tree in, having way too many lights attached to a single outlet, he overloads it, and not only does the tree not light up, the cat explodes. I always kind of assumed that the cat was chewing on the electric cord and that's
0: I thought so too yeah. that the cat did it and it's I mean cuz it even starts with the cat where Aunt Bethany's bringing the presents in and he's like shakes it and it's like yeah. and you're like uh <laughs> and the cat's eating the jello mold and it's just and then when the tree catches on fire and Uncle Louis is just still sitting there Okay uh, Clark reliving the Christmas past. He starts to watch home movies. Entranced by the festive scenes of Christmas memories, he tries to recreate. When his wife comes upstairs holding a present, she reaches up, pulls on the string, attic, forcing him to come tumbling down. Okay, I got to back up. No, this is because <laughs> I was talking to somebody about life lessons that Christmas vacation can teach you. And one of them is going to be always have a coat and a hat in your attic. Yep. <laughs> Because this is what happens is he gets up there, he's doing something, the family sees that the attic, the mother-in-law, I think, is the one who sees that the attic is down. So she
1: closes closes
0: it, it, you know, shivering, all that stuff like that. Then he has to like find like a fur and like a little hat and has a nice little setup. But yeah, it backfires. And then what? He
1: watches old family films up there? He's
0: in his feels and all of a sudden he just like falls down because she opens it. So.
1: All right, the sledding snafu, which we briefly talked about in last week's episode. Uh, Eddie mentions that he can't go down the hill because of the government plate in his head. But Clark's up to the challenge and greases his sled to ensure it's the fastest one down the hill. And man, does he fly! There are sparks everywhere.
0: Yep.
2: <laughs> the government plate in his head. <laughs> Oh, carving the turkey! Now this one is this one is is uh, pretty Mm. self explanatory if you if you've seen the movie Clark goes to carve the turkey and it basically explodes because it's so dry so dry withers (laughs)
0: just a a sickening hissing noise and like an egg from Alien with barely any meat inside dries a bone and so it's like it's beautiful on the exterior and oh yeah the next scene is everybody's like.
2: Yeah, I've I've never seen I've never seen a turkey so beautiful on the outside, but
0: trash on the inside. But they still try and eat it, and then you got the dog under the table that is eating and like shakes the whole table when he burps. Like, what is happening? (laughs) Okay, Clark's pool fantasy. We kind of talked about that a minute ago. You know, Clark tries to get a little piece in the kitchen. He opens the curtains. And what to his wondering eyes should appear but a beautiful woman to provide him with cheer. Clark's fantasy is interrupted by his niece who innocently wanders into the room with her bear thinking Clark is Santa Claus. So that's that's that story. But yeah, that uh, the blonde appears in all of Clark's movies. (laughs) Like that's the fantasy woman. Oh, and I don't think this is in here, but someone recently, um, it's actually a client of ours, showed me a picture of Mary. So Mary is the counter girl who Clark kind of fumbles on his words.
1: The lingerie. The
0: lingerie girl. lady, and she's like, oh yes, God rest my wife. So oh she's not dead, but he's very much attracted to her. I saw a picture of her. She looks incredible. She looks the same, just like an older like, you know, hair's white, all of that, but Still gorgeous. Mm. Wow.
2: yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that, that she's the person that ends up in his pool fantasy later on. yeah, I think, like I think I think the lingerie girl makes <laughs> makes the appearance later on, <laughs> probably.
0: By the pool.
1: yep All right, this next scene is probably the quintessential scene when you think of this movie. It is the lighting of the house. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, just as everyone gathers outside for the main event, they don't work when Clark tries to plug them in. He keeps checking and rechecking the connection to no avail until finally, The sagacity of Ellen saves the day, allowing Clark a single moment of Christmas heroics. The house blazes to life and causes a few grids to lose power in the process. And then, of course, Cousin Eddie shows up. (laughs) That's right. She's in the garage or the laundry room and she's flipping the power breaker. Flips the
0: switch. And And then then... the dad's all like, well, did you check all the bulbs, son? (laughs) My favorite
2: part about that entire scene is... is, um, Todd and Margot, the next door they neighbors, get blinded. <laughs> like, oh, spilling wine everywhere, <laughs> wow.
1: and that is Clark's second attempt to turn the lights on because the first time he calls everyone out and he cannot get it to work, mm-hmm. and his parents are upset or his in laws. Which one?
0: It's his dad it's, that's like, you got to check every yeah, bulb. He's like, yeah. I did, Dad, I did, and Rusty's all like, it's okay, it's okay.
2: Attack of the killer squirrel. <laughs> An unexpected guest decides to crash Christmas. The entire family is in on the squirrel hunt. First, the Griswolds try to corner it. Then the Rottweilers chase it all over the house, (laughs) (laughs) causing mayhem and destruction everywhere they go. Tables, chairs, bookshelves, and china cabinets all are collateral damage in pursuit of the furry fiend. This is, of course, Clark goes out and saws down a tree outside because his first tree burned up. Yep. (laughs) And that tree comes complete with a squirrel. (laughs) And the Rottweiler belongs
1: to Cousin Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: And I mean, this is a chase scene for sure, but I'm pretty sure at one point, like they're all chasing after it and then they're being chased by the squirrel at another Mm. point. And yeah, it's, it is madness. It is amazing. And again, yes, we're talking about one movie, y'all. If you've never seen this, all of it in one. Okay. Todd and Margo. You get the good one. The icicle fiasco. So after Clark makes the finishing touches on his Christmas light display, he causes an icicle to shoot out of the gutter and into their house, piercing their stereo, showering the carpet with frozen debris. Why is the carpet all wet, Todd?
1: I don't know, Margo.
0: <laughs> oh, this has been plastered on so many people's shirts. Yeah, I've seen stickers, ugly Christmas sweaters. But it's, I mean, I don't know if y'all are this way, but, and I mean, Cam, you may not be this level yet, but it's like anytime somebody spills something, it's like, oh. why, why is the floor all wet?
1: I say that all the time. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, Cousin Eddie and Clark go Christmas shopping. When Cousin Eddie arrives at Clark's doorstep, he doesn't have any money to give his children a Merry Christmas. So Clark takes it upon himself to get gifts for Ruby Sue and Rocky. Their exchange as they putter around the store is another delightful interplay between the two men, each one completely missing the points the other one is trying to make. Doesn't Cousin Eddie put, like, multiple bags of dog food in the cart? Three or four huge bags Really taking advantage of Clark.
0: Quaid also was in Armageddon. And I feel like his character in Armageddon and and like I feel like that would make sense if that's cousin Eddie that now was kidnapped <laughs> by the aliens and is going up and he's gonna yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure Randy Quaid has become cousin Eddie in I, real life.
0: I think he has. He's crazy. Yes. I mean he played it enough.
2: Okay. Oh, oh the
0: the best. best.
2: So the next one is uh is the quintessential line from the movie The shitter was full. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, yes, because the RV.
2: (laughs) The silent majesty of Clark's winter morn is demolished by a uniquely disturbing sight outside his window. Christmas Day has finally come and Cousin Eddie is outside. (laughs) I I think this is supposed to say the asshole in the bathrobe uh, (laughs) emptying the chemical toilet from his mobile home into Clark's sewer.
0: He's wearing this bathrobe because... Seen several people do this costume, and I think Daniel's done it before. But it's like a bathrobe, he's got a hat on, he's got a beer in his hand. um The bathrobe is not tightly done, you can see that he's wearing boxers underneath it, and he's just like got his like got the pipe. Like, it's just I can picture it. He doesn't know that he's doing anything wrong, and he just waves at Clark, like, What's up?
1: I'm pretty sure the sewage was radioactive too. I think it was like green it in the movie,
0: green. like glowing. It oh, was, yeah, it was bad. Okay, Clark's rant, the rant that when Santa Claus squeezes his fat white ass down the chimney, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the North Pole. Only Chevy Chase can deliver each ridiculous line with as much crazy-eyed glee as he does in this scene. That is, until his last rant. This kind of compares with the rant of Steve Martin in Planes, Trans, and Automobiles with the checkers. Considerably
2: fewer F-bombs are dropped, but yeah. yeah.
0: But still...
1: And wrapping up this list of the funniest scenes, Clark's other rant about Mr. Shirley. What was the impetus Eddie needed to spring into action? <laughs> a wonderful, maniacal rant by Clark, as only Chevy Chase can do, in which he explains exactly what he'd say to Mr. Shirley if he could see him standing in his living room. <laughs> the expletives strung together are more beautiful than a line of twinkle lights.
0: Yeah, because Cousin Eddie goes and kidnaps his boss, has him wrapped in a bow in his like silk pajamas, and that I mean cause then you've added you've got all the drama of your in-laws are there. You've had the fire from the tree. The cat has been exploded. The chitter has been full. Um you've had the dry turkey. The sled. The sled. Holy um you've got yeah the squirrel attacked everything. And now cousin Eddie shows up with your boss because you thought you were getting your boat. And the thing is here okay, here's an advice y'all financial Clark is opening up his check. That's what he thinks he's getting his bonus check. And he's like, oh, it's here, it's here. Okay, everybody, I'm gonna tell you, we're putting a pool in, doesn't even open it yet, has already put a down payment for this pool. Here's my pointer, don't publicly open stuff. <laughs> Have acceptance letters, bonus checks, things like that. Don't tell people until you're, no, it's a sure thing. And then you can make a public announcement of, hey, everybody, but instead, what did he get?
2: Jelly of the Month Club. Jelly of the Month Club. Yeah, that's number two on my list of financial lessons you can learn from Christmas vacation is uh, don't spend your bonus before the check clears.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that is, Clark did not do the correct thing. And and it's, we've talked about this on some other episodes. You can't be guaranteed bonuses. And yeah. so wait until it actually shows up.
1: That's a great segue, Court. Do you want to pepper in
2: some financial advice? Financial advice. Uh, some, some of these are kind of a stretch. This was, of course, not my list. This was the top 10 financial lessons from National Lampoon's vi- Christmas Vacation, as done by a man by the name of Andrew Matheson. Mm. But uh, he's got some good ones in here. Poor planning is poor performance. They get all the way out to where they're going to get their Christmas tree. And when they get out there and they've picked the perfect tree, you remember yeah. how the lights are shining yep. down on it and it looks so beautiful? Clark doesn't have a saw. <laughs>
0: Plan out the details. Don't just think about the journey. Think about how you're going to get back. <laughs>
1: Don't they pull it out by the roots or something it's when so, it's attached to their car? It's so
0: bad. And it's so big on their car. And oh, what other lessons you got? I would think well, a lesson would be um, for your sanity's sake, it's probably worth the investment to not have your family all staying at your house.
2: Yeah. Why certainly. would you do that? Um, I I don't know what his title to this particular lesson is, but because it got cut off on my printout, but it says we now cut to Clark putting lights on the house on the at the top of the ladder while his neighbors wish injury on him. (laughs) Has anyone ever explained and drawn out for you what would actually happen if you were hurt or sick and unable to work? You might have something through work, but how much? Would it be enough of an income stream for your family to keep bills paid and continue saving for your family's future? So obviously disability. this is about disability and injury, you know, be, be careful with your body. You only have the one. And I guess this might be a call for Aflac.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's just, you know, don't be stupid. Like, think about like, is this a smart idea? Maybe I should not do this. And maybe it's one of those... I think that kind of financially ties into um, this might be a job for professionals who have like the gear that they can handle this. And yeah, it may cost you a little bit more, but you save a couple bucks not hiring them, but then you possibly die or get very, very injured and you can't work anymore. Or do you spend the money and let the professionals do it?
2: Okay, and back to the, uh, back to the icicle scene.
0: Uh-huh. Why is the carpet wet,
2: Todd? I, I don't, don't know, know Margot. Margo. Okay, so in this scene, Clark falls off the roof only to have his gutter shoot an ice spike across <laughs> his yard, flies into the neighbors, Todd and Margot's house, uh, causing damage to their window, and more importantly, their very expensive looking stereo, which led to the million dollar question, why is the carpet all wet, Todd? So basically, this is all about making sure that you have insurance coverage. Make Let's sure say, that would you're Clark out.
0: be liable? Could they prove that it was Clark?
2: Well, that doubt very seriously. I, I mean, all of the evidence <laughs> melted.
0: Yeah, it was all—it was gone. It disappeared. Yeah,
2: I, I seem to recall, and I could be confusing this scene with another scene, but I seem to recall that they were not there when the ice. That's right. So they
0: were—they so, were out running in their yeah. like space oh, cadet. Outfits. I was
2: about to say, can we talk about their outfits? It's like <laughs> aluminum foil
1: <laughs> running tracksuits
0: because they were so like I mean it's you've got Clark and they're just like I mean they're just like America's little family but like then it turns into misfits and just kind of borderline gaudy because I think now a terminology is I'm going Griswold this Christmas which means you're doing very like bright lights craziness and then you've got the next door neighbors and they're very modern and their house is very sterile almost looking and then they're all like So cool, and it's when they come out, and he's got that black pea coat on. It's like, Where are you going to put that, Clark? Bend over, and I'll show you. (laughs) Say, What? I wasn't talking to you. Oh, okay.
2: (laughs) Next lesson would be basically keep calm and carry on, although that's not exactly how he wrote it. The idea here is that. Clark's meltdown one of many that he has Mm -hmm. in this movie, but the meltdown when he has the meltdown about the lights is certainly exemplary of what not to do example. When you have an issue, when you have a problem, seek help and guidance from those who might (laughs) be able to help you. Don't have a fit and break your pinky on the Santa Claus.
1: <laughs> in Clark's defense, with as much as goes wrong in this movie, I would have way more meltdowns than he did.
0: Yeah, he, he does stay pretty calm. He tries for to, to keep of that it.
1: smile on.
0: Well, and it's I think a lot of his stress is because he had set such high expectations and perfection that he wanted to keep traditions. He wanted to do certain things a certain way, and it just all unfolds. And <laughs> so you got to kind of have to go with the flow, which... I'm a hypocrite for saying that because I'm the one that's all like, it has to be perfect, traditional, I don't care. Like, no, you can't sit there. That's not your spot.
2: (laughs) What is this about? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Uh, Don't insult your, this one seems pretty self-explanatory. Don't insult your in-laws over their financial decisions. Clark's in-laws make fun of him for spending all the money that he does on all of his lights. And that's just rude, so don't do it.
0: But also, maybe Clark shouldn't have spent all the money on the lights and not known that he was not going to get his bonus and then put a down payment on a pool. So, you know.
2: Here's one that should be a favorite of ours. Have a well-funded emergency fund in case any emergencies or surprises come up. Yep. Clark finds out that his cousin Eddie has surprised them for a visit. This might have only set back Clark emotionally. But the lesson here is that unexpected events happen. Are you prepared for a financial
0: one? So on that, this said that we thought it was the cat that was the reason of chewing on the lights. And that's mm. what happened to the tree. But it was an electrical thing. So but what, didn't they get a new tree and plug it in? So how yeah. did the outlet get fixed?
2: Well, I mean I guess the outlet wasn't wasn't messed up. Again, it goes back to I think the cat was chewing on that cable and that's why he got zapped.
0: But then it's like you see like char. Yeah. So I'm just like wondering like, did you really feel like it was a good idea? You just had an electrical fire of some sort. Your tree just blew up and now you're gonna put another tree and light it.
1: The man was <laughs> at the end of his rope. I mean he didn't care he anymore. Didn't care.
2: Burn it down. <laughs> I mean, you, you remember what he did with the uh, the newel post of his stairs? It was wobbly, yes. so he just saw it, it off. He had a chainsaw. Just took it <laughs> he off. He didn't a care anymore.
0: rampage, yep. We haven't even talked about the moose mugs.
2: Mm,
1: I have one of those. I do,
0: too. I've, I think we I have do. the punch bowl, too. Used uh, to.
1: My child broke it.
0: Oh, oh man. no. I think I've got an extra. You better give that to me. <laughs> Maybe we need a picture of us holding moose mugs and our bull cast sweaters.
2: Okay, that would require me to be in a picture. I mean, what, what are y'all doing to me?
0: And a Santa hat. I'm just mm-hmm. the more. You complain, the more I'm going to add stuff to this.
2: The holiday season is a time for giving. Let us not forget that Clark, despite how he feels about Cousin Eddie, when Cousin Eddie says that they don't have the money to buy their kids presents, Clark very generously offers to go out and get the kids some presents. So. All of this insanity is ensuing. Uh, all you know, everything that's going on around Clark, the whole movie, throughout the movie, he's still the character Clark Griswold still remains a, a person okay. with a kind heart uh, and with a giving spirit. And of course, no better time to have a giving spirit than right
0: around Christmas. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, and it's they allow all the in laws to show up, and yeah, it's it's he's got a good heart. We love Clark. You got any other financial nuggets?
2: Don't feel the pressure to keep up with the Joneses when it comes to vehicles or recreational vehicles. Clark and Eddie, admiring Eddie's beat-up RV through the living room window, and Clark says, it looks so nice parked in the driveway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, he's, he's thinking, I have just put all these lights up. I want people to drive by my house, and then you put that there. Which... As someone who likes to, like, do my yard really fun for, like, Halloween and Christmas, I do get really mad if, like, someone comes and just, like, parks right in the front of my... I'm like, hello, that messes up the whole look. Like, I don't need your car messing up my look.
2: <laughs> Cannot tell you how many times I've parked in front of your house when you had light displays and so forth going on up there. I don't... I mean, I just don't know what to The truth you. comes out. <laughs> then have a driveway (laughs) Christmas isn't about spending top dollar on gifts It's ultimately about faith and family Now I feel like the guy that wrote this is stretching a little bit here Because he says After nearly being arrested for kidnapping Clark finally discovers the true meaning of the Christmas season Life is not about money Money is a resource that allows us to live, enjoy life Help others, and provide for our families Try to remember this holiday season What it's all really about now that sentiment, I'm not really making fun of. Um, that sentiment is obviously that's a that's a, a good sentiment to have and a good sort of ideal to carry through this season. But the idea that that's what Clark takes away at the end. The boss decides to go ahead and give him the bonus. He's happy that he got the bonus. He's it's all about the money and getting the pool done. So he's he's he, he's he I don't know that Clark really learned anything, but then again, I don't know that throughout four Griswold movies Clark ever learned anything in any of them. No.
0: Do you think that needs to be added to a list is you need to have a backup for your meal because think about this movie and a Christmas story with the turkeys, Mm -hmm. you know, one Turkey explodes. The other one gets taken by by the dogs. dogs.
2: Not only that, but, uh, we, you can add in there the Santa Claus, yeah, uh, 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 he burns it. Scott Calvin's character burns the turkey at the very beginning yeah. of the movie, and they have to. They end up having to go to a Danvers where it's all just a bunch of kids with, with the their dad. single dads. Yes,
0: <laughs> yep. And then in a Christmas story, they have to go to the Chinese Chinese restaurant, restaurant with the duck. With the duck, yep. Which apparently that scene was. You know, they didn't tell her they were gonna do that, and so her reaction was real when they cut the head off. Phenomenal. And when we were in New York, I took a picture because we were walking by one of the windows, and there was a duck hanging in the window, and it made me instantly think of that movie. But you think people should have a backup meal?
2: No, no, it's too stressful. I
0: mean, just punt.
2: Yeah, punt. You know, we yeah. Listen, if 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 disaster strikes and and you end up being without a turkey, then just. Eat the sides. Yeah. Yeah, First of all, yeah, if you still have the sides, you can absolutely fill up on some sides. So yeah, there's that. If you live near casinos, almost all casinos that I'm aware of are open on Christmas Day. So um, you can always go to the casinos if you want to get a meal. When I was in high school,
1: my family had this really trashy tradition that lasted only about three years where we would go to the casino in Philadelphia, Mississippi and uh, eat. And then, yeah, it was wonderful. (laughs) I miss that. (laughs) Gosh. yeah you want to wrap up the show with our uh, favorite quotes
0: yeah round robin through these quotes
2: although I uh, call number two. Oh
0: god I was going to do that one <laughs> you, you can do it okay go no court
2: you surprised <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet I wouldn't be more surprised <laughs> that's when cousin Eddie shows up right? yep <laughs> yeah.
0: We're going to press on and we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Ben Crosby tap dance with Danny <laughs> K. <laughs> and
1: this is Clark again talking to Cousin Eddie in that scene I played earlier. you ready for this? Can I refill your eggnog for you and get you something to eat? Drive you out to the middle of nowhere and leave you
2: for dead? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Here's that one that you were talking about earlier. Hey, Griswold, where do you think you're going to put a tree that big? Clark says, bend over, I'll show you. <laughs> Mark, Audrey's frozen from the waist down. She'll see it later, honey. Her eyes are frozen shut.
0: I feel like this one could be said a lot. And Corda, I just feel like you would say this. Actually, I think all of us would say this. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, oh, he's just yakking on a bone. That's when that's the scene with the dog underneath the table when he's like shaking it and, oh,
1: yeah. <sighs> I feel like we could talk about this movie for
2: forever.
0: It's a great movie. I feel
2: like we have talked about this movie for forever.
0: <laughs> I don't think there's a bullseye. I think there's a bunch of great Christmas movies out there. This is just, it's its fun. Ding there's, yeah. dong, ding dong.
2: That's the opening to some Christmas song. I don't know. I heard it the other day. I thought that was a closing bell.
0: <laughs> I thought it was In something. this
2: case, it is. Ladies and gentlemen, you've made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and sign up to have our podcast beam directly to your favorite listening device every single Thursday at noon. If you'd like to find out more about Cameron, Katie, or Court, please feel free to go to our website. That's Bullcastpodcast.com. We've got bios, we've got information there. You can leave us a comment, suggest a topic if you want to hear something, if you want to hear us talk about something specific. We also have pictures on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at bullcastpodcast. And we have tweets on Twitter Our handle there is At Bullcast Podcast as well, finally Although I can't swear that we mentioned it this episode We have frequently mentioned that we work at a place Called Pickler Wealth Advisors And if you'd like to find out more about where we work What we do, our amazing team And our boss, David A. Pickler Please feel free to go to that website That is PicklerWealthAdvisors.com That's Advisors with an O Not an E Ladies and gentlemen, go Find a DVD or a streamer as quickly as possible and watch Christmas Vacation. I know that's what I'm going to do. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. And we're done.